Sixteen G's on the bell, yeah, I'm feeling this girl, now I'm feeling myself. Yes, yes, we have <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I forgot, you know. I forgot, I forgot. This guy to the song. My bad, my bad, my bad. Yes, yes, we are back. Two G's in the pod, your mom's favorite duo back in the studio again. What are you saying, Andy? I'm cool, man. I'm cool. It's um, it's a very, very hot day today. Yeah. Um, you know the ones when you wake up and you're like, bro, I don't think I'm doing anything today. Even though I've got some plans, but I'm like, bro. <laughs> yeah. I, you might have to, I might have to send a message just like, you know, just something came up, you know. <laughs> Where are your plans, though? Um, like indoors, outdoors? Uh, I was you really need to be in the air-conditioned room right now. I was meant to go Hyde Park, but... um. Which actually might be good, to be fair. Yeah, I might actually... Depends, bro. In the middle of the day, that's going to be hot. Yeah. And just going to see loads of people trying to find the spots under the trees. That's true. That's true. I don't know. Might be good, though. In this country, good. Yeah, it's just nasty, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sticky. It's, like, humid. It's, it's just sort of different type of heat compared to... Yeah, like, yeah. There's no escape from the heat. That's what it feels I feel, like. I feel like the heat, it, this place isn't used to it. Like, it's not... It, I don't know, man. What was it yesterday? 35 degrees? Something like something. That. But yesterday was weird as well because it wasn't actually sunny. It was it was like cloudy. It actually rained at one point um, where I was. And but it was still... Where you? <laughs> I was at Hyde Park again, but Hyde Park is a spot. <laughs> bro, you love Hyde Park, boy. That's a long way to travel. Yeah. No, I went to Primrose Hill last night. Oh, fair. Because it was like, it just cooled down, right? Because it was so hot during the day. Yeah, 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 and it was like a manageable temperature. But I didn't even clock it was it was hot because I was working and my my house like doesn't get hot. Like I because I didn't step outside and it wasn't that sunny. I was just like, yeah, it's a normal yeah, temperature, outside. right? Mm-hmm. Then someone mentioned on the call like, oh yeah, it's like thirty five degrees. I was like, bro, what? <laughs> even know. Um, but yeah, what have you been saying? Good man. Yeah, I'm good. I'm heading to Croatia next week. Are you actually? Yeah, you didn't know this. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said you said you're away like tenth to fourteenth or whatever, but I didn't know you were going to Croatia. Yeah. Was it a work thing or just a trip? Just a trip, bro. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Yeah, places are opening up. Like, I'm seeing people take more and more trips. Like people are just out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, the, 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 you, um, did you hear the, uh, the, the, like, COVID case rate went back up in the UK? Yeah. Like, blew back up. Yeah. Apparently, um, they're doing, like, localised lockdowns in certain places and stuff. So, it's this eat out to help out thing, man. I called it. <laughs> What's this consumer? Have, have you been using it? Oh, bro? Yeah, you? of course, bro. <laughs> what do you um. think? <laughs> Um, I, went to, I went to Shake Shack the other day, bro. The way I and the thing is, well, because obviously you're meant to like eat dining, um, otherwise it doesn't work here. 
I was like, I've paid already, and it comes in bags already, so they're not going to chase me. So as soon, mm. <laughs> as soon as they brought it, because I said to the guy, I was like, so you see this thing, like, do I have to eat it here? He's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not trying to really stay here. <laughs> what if what if I have a couple bites and I'm full and then I have to take it? And he was like, bro, if you want to just take it, like, <laughs> you can just take it. <laughs> and I was like, I said, I'm not really not trying to have this conversation. Yeah, he said, yeah, I'm not involved. And I was like, yeah, cool. And then so I, I um, <laughs> then I, yeah, as soon as it came, I just took it and, and bounced. But mm. I'm trying to get like the full list of the restaurants and just hit them off one by one. It seems like it's I, there. I didn't realize it was Monday. There, I didn't realize it was Monday. Yeah, 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 it's just the first three days of the week, right? It's annoying. Because, like, people, people that work can't really be stepping out. Well, they can, but, like, um, dinner, dinner time. Weekends. Like, I'm telling you, man, they're just trying to get people back out on the street. Well, I saw an Instagram advert today from the government, which, firstly, I don't like that they send me <laughs> The government sent me Instagram adverts. Um, um, and it was like, um, what, what have you missed most? And then there's like a picture of people in like a cafe. They said like, step out and like enjoy it. <laughs> and it was like, and then it said something like, welcome back. And I'm thinking, bro, that's an irresponsible message. Like, you know, <laughs> just, the government basically saying, if you die, you die. Um, Come back out onto the streets. It's just survival of the fittest. We, we need these peas. Businesses are collapsing. That's what government's telling you. Bro. But I mean... To be fair, I have been tired of this lockdown thing, so... Nah, bro, I've been on this, I've been... I took advantage of that, like, twice this week. Bro, I'm just... I be in the meal, eating my... I be eating my food for the half-price discount, being like... Um, will ploy to get us back out in the streets, man. <laughs> <laughs> Same time I'm munching. Bro, I'm doing, I'm doing my duty, though. When you go out, you say, yeah, listen, I'm doing my duty as a citizen. Help it out. I'm helping out. <laughs> yeah, so. um, yeah, bro. But yeah, no, like, um... I don't know, I feel like we might actually get a little bit of a summer, you know, with with the fact that, um, I mean, you're stepping out, going, going <laughs> you're, you're definitely taking advantage, but, because I was discussing yesterday, I was like, I think the thing I miss most is like, live events, like, things that are, because we, we can still step out and go to the park and everything, but that's just like, I can't have a whole summer of just sitting in the park, like, <laughs> like, so we going to different parks, that's what yeah, man. Can't be at Hyde Park all the time, bro. Need to yeah, switch it up a little bit. I should switch it up. Find a new park. But the good thing is, no, because I choose Hyde because I can park and I don't. I can get there without driving through congestion. Because Brazil, you have to pay for parking. Regent's Park is right next to congestion, and you know the way they're doing the fifteen pound congestion mm-hmm. charge every day except Christmas. Hampstead Heath. I think it's ridiculous, man. Sadiq Khan is the answer for his crimes, bro. Like fifteen pound <laughs> a day, Monday to Sunday. Like, you can't drive in Central at all unless you're rich. <laughs> Listen, man, we're becoming a biking city. 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. Yeah, no one wants to see your car in Central between 7 a.m. and 10 p.m., bro. Stay off the, stay off the roads. <laughs> but yeah, um, what are we discussing today? Oh, yeah, Beyonce. Beyonce and yeah, the population yeah. of Africa, bro. And the what? The what? Amplification. I think that should be the term. The Wakandification, you said. That is exactly what it is, man. Tied it everything like, we was kings and queens, man. It's like, bro, shut up, man. <laughs> we were all yeah. kings and queens, bro. Some of us were farmers, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It, it, is a, it is a thing that people love to say, right? We were kings and queens. Yeah, um, it's true. But not everyone. Honestly, man. But yeah, what, what did you, um? did you watch Black is King? So I just started watching it this morning. I got through like an hour of it. First thing I'll say... Like an hour and a half. I'm sorry. 
So first thing I'll, I'll say, which is... Like, this thing is dragging, man. Bro, so this is what I was going to say in it. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the hour and a half music video. Bro. I don't need to see it. Bro. I don't need to see an hour and a half with like some breaks from songs and then someone speaking like, water is life. So I'm just like, bro, come on, man. This is a steal, There's a way to do a visual album where it doesn't feel like you're sitting down watching an hour and a half of music video, you know what I mean? Like, you can make it entertaining. I don't know, like... I mean, uh, Visuals are good, though. Visuals are good. Let me know. Yeah. I'm not feeling... Uh, like, it was... It was very well done. It was well yeah. filmed and stuff. Yeah. I was just like... Could have been an hour shorter. You could have done half an hour. <laughs> well, half an hour. <laughs> yeah. That's the Kanye's runway... Runaway... Uh, yeah. Movie no, that was good. That's a good length. Yeah, I think music would be the sweet spot. Mm. How long was Solange's one, by the way? I didn't even watch the whole thing. So Solange had one. That's what I was kind of thinking, like, oh, did Beyonce just copy Solange? But then Beyonce, Beyonce also had one for her uh, lemonade one. Lemonade. And I was like, okay, no, she didn't. But I don't. I don't think I actually watched the whole lemonade video because it was only on Tidal at the time, right? I watched the whole lemonade one. The lemonade one was better than this one, in yeah. my opinion. I saw. Yeah. I mean, I've seen like clips from the lemonade one, but I haven't watched it front to back. Hmm. But yeah, no, I, I think it was, yeah, it was very well done. Um, it dragged a little bit, but um, it was very well, it dragged a lot. <laughs> but it was, um, it was very well done. It was um, uh, like visually appealing. Obviously the music, I liked the album from last year anyway. Like I didn't realize so many people had an issue with the album itself. Um, like looking at sort of the response to the, uh, to Black is King, a lot of people, didn't like, sorry, sorry. They didn't like the music. They didn't like the music. Yeah, a lot of people were like, they didn't really like the album this time last year, which I didn't know. Like, basically, I, I didn't get the memo that it's okay to criticize Beyonce online now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just try not to talk too much about Beyonce because her fans are. Yeah. Cool. She's been getting um, some flack recently. A lot of flack. And I'm, I'm happy though because I feel like no one, <laughs> no one should be beyond critique. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> she's, not, she's not good, man. Like, <laughs> My main thing about the album last year, I just didn't like the interludes of the like actual movie. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just it makes me feel like I'm watching a kids' film. So that was my thing. Is like I was listening to the album and it'd be like, bro, I'm hearing Lion King skits. Yeah, and I'm not 12 anymore. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to listen to Lion King skits because I used to have the Lion King um like album of the musical. The me, yeah, same, 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 that shit out, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's some hard songs on that. That was but like, my dad. <laughs> so like, my dad used to, my dad used to play it in the car. Cause my dad loved uh, it. He's, he's seen the Lion King. Because one of my cousins was actually in the musical. I uh, swear. Yeah, Whoa, so, all this, all this talent in the family, you know, madness, man. madness. Some of this is gonna drip on me too, but anyway. Um, King, kings in your, kings in your bloodline, bro. Yeah, we were kings and queens, bro. <laughs> kings and queens, man. Um, but nah. Um, my dad loves the musical. Like, he must have seen it like five, six times now. And he always buys one of the CDs and used to play it in the car, like, super loud. They'd just be singing it. I'm like, right, I didn't even know this side of you, dad. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, 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 um, the musical was hard. I watched it like two, three times. Yeah. And then I had the album when I was young. Mm. Used to blast that shit out. There were some really good songs. Even the that. musical didn't have skits, you know. Now that I come to think of it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the musical was like the CD. You didn't hear like yeah, halfway through. Like, what are you doing? Things in verse, like no, no, no. But now, like, she, I heard a lot of people saying that they weren't really 
So basically, the criticism I, I heard of the album is that it only features like West African uh, artists, other than I think there's like one South Africa or one or two South African or Southern Africa. I don't know if they're actually from South Africa um, artists on there. Then everyone else on there is like West African. I think they've got like one East African or something. And basically, mm. people were criticizing it because um, firstly, it doesn't represent all of Africa. And secondly, Lion King is like set in East Africa. So it mm. should have more East African influences, I guess. Mm. I, that's mm. the criticism I was seeing. But um, to be fair, I was like, Beyonce is not actually from Africa, right? So, or like, she's not an African artist. So, any connection she has, like, to musicians out there will be through labels, right? And mm. the biggest labels are all in, like, South Africa and Nigeria and places like that. So, um, it kind of makes sense that those are the artists that would end up on a big, like, American-produced uh, yeah. album. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I liked it, personally. I thought it was good. The album. I like the album. I like the album. But the skits pissed me off a little bit. Yeah. And I, I think it was a bit long. Like I, I don't know if I've actually heard every track on the album. There were some songs on the, the um, feature link that I was listening to. I was like, I don't think I heard this song when I listened mm. to the album last year. Mm. Yeah. Um, but now the actual Black is King itself, yeah. So before, before it came out, when they put out the trailer and everything, I... Um, I kind of just rolled my eyes because I was like, they're doing it again kind of thing. Like, I didn't even see the trailer. I didn't even know what was going to come. Like, the trailer, it was, it, it's just like the portrayal, the, like the image of Africa that they put out here. So basically, I think when you look at the film, you have to look at it in two ways because it's like, um, you look at it as like a work of art and a piece of like visual art and stuff, which I think you can't fault Beyonce on that. Like, it was all very well done. It was all looking like visually appealing and everything. Um, mm. It was proper sick in that respect. And then the kind of like the political aspect of it, um, not to get too political of it, but like I just think sometimes the messaging, or often the messaging that they put out, I feel like it's, it's harmful because it doesn't paint a real uh, depiction of Africa. You know what I mean? I don't know, from the trailer, and I think once I actually saw the film, it wasn't as bad as I thought in the sense of it wasn't like solely focused on portraying Africa as this like um, utopia place with like um, everybody's royalty and all that stuff, yeah. Yeah. But I just think it's just disingenuous because it's like it doesn't portray Africa for what it is. Um, and I, actually, I was talking to my cousin about this because um, she's like, she lives in Ghana. And stuff and I also like what she thinks. She's like, Yeah, I just don't get why they can't. Like, some of us are just normal, man. Like, some of us are accountants, some of us are like, we're just normal people. We don't, we, we don't have to like look at us. That's true, yeah. yeah. See, that's true. But then the, the argument would go, right? Like, okay, people might contest this, right? A lot of life is kind of boring. Like, just from the outside looking in, like, it's kind of dull. No, that's true. Did you want her to make a music video about? Accountancy in Africa because it's not gonna bang. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> not gonna bang. That's the thing. Because I don't know if you look at if you take, especially like music, even sometimes film, and use it to like that forms your opinion. Or that's the way you make your opinion about a place. Probably you're gonna be misled about certain things because they're always focusing on like the like 
really like, I don't know, what's the way to say it? Can't even think of the way to say it. Like the most exciting or most extravagant, like. Yeah, no, the, the highlight, yeah, they, they, they'll, they'll show the highlight reel. Of, yeah, or poverty porn, which is a different thing, but that's. A, yeah. So there's that argument as well, is that, so previously the kind of perception of Africa has been this sort of like uh, begging, like needing a handout kind of place that's like filled with poverty and stuff like that, which also is disingenuous because it's not the case. Like um, obviously there is extreme poverty in Africa, but it's not everywhere. Um, and it's by no means the like norm that everyone in Africa is like uh, poverty stricken. So it's like, there was previously a very damaging kind of narrative associated with, with Africa. And mm. now it's been shifted to, I guess what you would argue is like a more positive, um, what's the word? A more positive narrative being painted. But yeah. I'm just like... Still extreme, right? That's what firstly, it's saying. still extreme. And secondly, I would, I would debate. I mean, it's definitely more positive than showing everybody as being like poverty stricken. But I would, I don't think it's, I still don't think it's a positive thing to, um, especially in the sense of, because this is kind of put out with an American, uh, African American audience in mind, or an American audience. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The people that'll be listening back and be like, she's got someone that could find your way back here. First of all, I say, where are you finding your way back to? Secondly, it's like, she's speaking to African African American audience. But if you're like trying to encourage them to reconnect with Africa and stuff, why not be more sincere? In your representation of Africa, rather than this sort of like Afrofuturistic like utopia that you think, you know what I mean? Mm. But don't you think that can that can uh, like encourage people to go and learn about Africa? No, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like so, uh, like I said, I was talking to my cousin, and she says she thinks it's weird because she thinks um, Americans look up to and look down on Africa at the same time. Like they look mm. up to Africa as somewhere like. Um, they see all the natural beauty and things like that and they're like oh i, I want to reconnect and stuff blah 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 then at the same time they look down on africans themselves like normal africans living out there um, yeah, yeah, yeah. which i think is definitely true i feel like it's one way like americans just need to humble themselves man like when they when they go to it's like what i was saying with uh ludicrous when he went to ghana and he's doing the wakanda city like bro just don't <laughs> you could come here and not be a prick you know what i mean like well, the thing is, them guys don't have much, like, teaching or learning on Africa. I mean, they yeah. are kind of uneducated about it, no? That's true. That's true. But then, don't you, don't you then, when you come to learn about somewhere, come, like, with an open mind rather than... I'm not saying that they're not open-minded, but then come in and just, like, thinking, oh, I saw this in Black, Black Panther. You guys must love it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, there's a, there's a psychological aspect as well, though, not to get, like, too deep into it, but... Mm. I don't know. Some, I feel like people sometimes in the Western world might see like Africa as like like some beacon of hope, like a shining light, that sort yeah. of thing. So it's like, yeah. yo, this place has to be wonderful. Like I don't want to see it as just a normal like place. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, yeah. you have to. Yeah. They want to see it as something that's out of this world that proves that like their heritage is. Yes. Yeah. Better, yeah, like true. above everything that has happened to them in the Western world. Yeah, no, that is definitely true. Especially because, first, yeah, it gives them it gives them hope, something to aspire to, and also like, um, I feel like a lot of the narrative of how black people in general kind of form their identity <clears throat> is in response to um, 
white supremacy and like the kind of perception that's put out there. So like, <clears throat> even the whole we, we was kings and queens thing, like they're, they're saying that in response to the general narrative that we're poverty stricken or this and that, yeah. so, like, not in response yeah. to saying. So, um, but I feel like, I don't know, I'm in two minds about like, if you're, if like someone's forming their sense of self, like their identity, yeah. Um, if, if they're doing it in response to a narrative painted about them, then how much is it like a genuine self-identity, if that makes sense? I don't know. I was, I was, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not completely genuine, right? But yeah. I mean, could be one step on the path, you know what I'm saying? Path to finding yeah. your true identity. That's true. That's true. And I think, I don't know, obviously I'm speaking, like I said before, like, I'm coming from the perspective of someone that like goes to Africa regularly, so and has been able to go regularly. So mm. um, my perspective is, is very different to, and I'm sure even when I went back, I probably like for the very first time, I probably was like kind of um, in awe, saying, oh, "I'm in the motherland," all this stuff, and then like the kind of maybe you just have to wait for the novelty to wear off and realize that oh no, this place is just like it's a lovely place, but it's just like a normal place, you know what I mean? So, mm. um, yeah, I just, I don't know, I feel like, I don't know, I, I think Beyonce definitely should, should like, the criticism is justified because I think, firstly, when I found out that um, Black is King isn't even available in Africa, so it's like, it's not even for... Yeah, that's a different, that's a different story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a different you story. a lot of money off this thing, yeah. Yeah, is Beyonce the right person Africa? to be making this sort of a... No, I mean, a using Africa <laughs> to push this, this narrative and stuff, but it's not even for Africans, so it's like... Mm. I don't know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe like it's to be expected, like when you realize that it's not even for an African audience, when you can't really demand that they do Africa, Africa justice because it's like, America, Americans like to see this stuff. So we're going to do it how Americans like to see it. Mm. But I don't know, I just feel like there's more, she should take some responsibility. There's more responsibility on her to make sure that it's not, um, that you don't, you're not like disingenuine in the messaging that you're putting out, you know what I mean? Okay, she could be doing more, is, is what you're saying. To yeah, no, like, she should be doing more in that position. This is kind of just like a, just for the, I don't know, not for the sake of it, but kind of like, a, what's the word, like a drop in the ocean. Like it's not, it's not, um, it's going to sort of, I don't know, it might come and go you know what i mean yeah. it might not have any like lasting effects on people it might not be like people see this and like yo let me find out more about africa let me do xyz it's just okay a moment of like enjoyment or a moment of feeling good about um where your heritage is from and then you move on and, and don't ever like act on that or see anything more. i don't know as well because i just feel like that they're portraying an africa that doesn't exist yeah, yeah, that's yeah. They are doing that. So it's like, how can you be proud of your heritage and then the, the heritage that you're getting is somewhere that doesn't exist and never did exist? But aspects of it existed, right? Like it's not like none of that it's not stuff. Completely, it's not completely disingenuous, but like, listen, it's not what you would see if you went to Africa. But yeah, and then I feel like even back then, I don't feel, I don't, I don't feel like we were walking around the like streets paved with gold and stuff. It wasn't like. It was in heaven, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The normal places still. So, um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, and again, I can't really speak to the like African American experience, especially like um, 
because of if looking at sort of African American heritage and stuff, but like you know that part in the film when she's like floating in the water and she's saying like, oh, I can feel my ancestors and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. People that. love to to talk about like your ancestors reaching you in the water and stuff. And again, maybe I'm out of like maybe I can't really speak speak on that, but I don't know. Like everybody's ancestors is, is touching you from from the sea, or like I don't know. It just makes no, but it's, that's 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 metaphorical though. That's metaphorical, no. That's just saying like, yo, I feel at home. I don't know, man. They say it so much, and they just be floating in the water. Now I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> like, what they're tickling your toes in the. Listen, man. I don't know, because there's a similar thing in like that. Uh, there's a like autobiography of Obama where he went to Kenya. Mm-hmm. And I think he said something similar, but like it wasn't, where he wasn't floating in water. Like he was just sitting on the ground somewhere in Kenya or something. Oh, like. I can't remember. It was like towards the end of the book. Yeah. Can't remember. But yeah, it's like people do often say that. But then I don't know, man. Then I, I do feel like if you went there, for the first time, you would feel like some sort of way about. Yeah, no, I think so. I think so. You yeah. might feel a bit more connected to your ancestors. Yeah, that is true. Um, maybe I'm being a bit cynical still, but like, yeah. No, I but know. I think I think you might be being cynical because Beyonce is just a bit over the top with it. Like, not only that, and I just like, in the water, people, like, <laughs> like when you remember Beyonce is making a lot of money off this thing. Yeah, and that's a, that's like, the other point, isn't it? I'm like, fam, is she just trying to sell them a dream? Like literally sending them a dream so that they can like rush back and then well I don't even know what she's trying to get out of it but like it might just be some money like this will sell well this comes at a, this comes at a good time if you're wanting to make a film about black pride and power it's true so that's why I say mate is it gonna be just a drop in the ocean like everyone watches it feels good for a, for a moment and then it's passed and then like. I don't know. I Depends how, how how accountable do you want to hold Beyonce? Like, should she be doing more than this? Because you could say this is not really going to have a... I don't know about no, should she be doing effect. more. I, I'm not even saying, like... When I say should she be doing more, I feel like not dropping more films or anything like that. I mean more, like, in this film itself, she should be doing more to be more... Um, what's the word? Representative and sincere in it. Like, including uh, artists from across Africa including um even like obviously this album was for the lion king yeah but the i i heard that the lion king story is actually like a western story that they just set in africa basically because i love mm-hmm. they're like african artists african films every like you could have involved africans in it like yeah, yeah, people yeah, that yeah. live there you could have involved them in it more rather mm-hmm. than just sort of getting them to play a bit part in what is effectively an america or a western production basically um so i don't know i feel like i'm kind of tired of, of um i'm tired of african-americans bro <laughs> i'm tired of them like um this narrative this like wakanda forever thing um that they've kind of you know black Panther might have done, done like worse for us than <laughs> they might have done more harm than good man in the long what do you think of it because um there's like a increased interest in Africa, but that they want to like make an American version of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think, um, if if the long term goal is it to encourage people to go back and reconnect with their roots and stuff, which we've seen with like 
Ghana doing the year of return and things like that. Like they're trying to get people in the diaspora back to Africa, which I think is only a good thing, um, which I've said like at length before. Um, but I think you, you, they need to, there needs to be like a certain or an increased level of respect for like the culture that's already there, rather than trying to impose your own culture on it or make up some imaginary new culture that you wanna, um, that you expect to get once you once you reach there. Mm. Um, and I feel like Beyonce's just helped, like, she just adding to that narrative of like, that disingenuous narrative that I was talking about, you know what I mean? I got you, bro. Yeah. It's a good point, it's a good point. Do you have anything else you want to say about it? Uh, no, I think we covered it. There was like, so comments I saw, I don't know if, I don't think we saw the same comments. Comments I saw more along the lines of like, is Beyonce the right one to be pushing this narrative? And then another one around like, there were some comments around like, um, the portrayal of like, spirituality and um, that versus like, Christianity and etc. There was, I'm not saying we should get into that now, I'm just saying these are some mm. of the comments that I saw. I don't particularly want to get into that right now, but. <laughs> I kind of I ignore Christians on the internet because they're just annoying. To be honest, bruv, like it's like clockwork. As soon as Beyonce drops anything, there'll be like a, somebody who's recorded like a long ass video taking snippets from it, saying this is the demonic part of um, <laughs> just like enjoy the art for what it is, man. If you don't like it, then turn it off, bro. Like, <laughs> that's what we can and can't enjoy, fucking guys, man. Jarring. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there is there is something to be said about sort of the portrayal of African spirituality and the uh, sort of perception of that as being black magic and everything. Um, but I don't really want to get into that now. Oh, um, love a story, bro. Um, and, and um, you know, actually, there was a bit, you know, the part where, um, I don't know if you saw it, there was a part <laughs> where the person that's meant to be Simba in the film like starts floating. And someone was like, um, that must have been Jay Huss. Jay Huss must have been <laughs> Jay Huss must have been behind the creative direction at that part. Like, yeah, so Juju just works there, so then the, the guy will <laughs> You got it, you got it. You got it. <laughs> man, man like us, creative director. Um Oh yeah, nah, there was one final thing I wanted to say. What do you think about the um I guess deification of like blackness? Like you know when they say like they almost make it as if like melanin is some like spiritually divine like compound in our body or whatever and then like try and make it out like because of our melanin like we're superior and all this kind of stuff here which i I'm, i don't like that either myself no i don't i, I mean it's it's foolish it's, it's not true it's, it's but it's all psychological again right like that yeah. whole thing is caught co- is because of people saying that like you're not worth as much as yeah. black people right yeah. Like then all of this stuff about like the power of melanin and yeah. all of that came in. Which is it's 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 not I don't think it's like obviously it's not true. Technically there's no there's no superiority between any race. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of that stuff is in response, right? Like even um like the uh, black Muslim movement, right, in America was kind of preaching along a similar lines. I mean, I just, I just feel like it's understandable that 
if you've been pushed down because of um, the color of your skin, you might try and turn that into like your yeah your strength, like your redeeming feature. Actually, is the color of your skin. Like this makes this is your power or whatever. But yeah, essentially. I mean, there's, there's no, there's no difference. There's no discernible difference between like the color of your skin and. <laughs> no, but you think? So, you, like you said, like it's understandable that if somebody, if if the general perception of someone is that they are less than or whatever because of a certain feature, they'll turn that into like a strength or whatever. But do you feel like in doing that, that in itself is damaging as well? to kind of praise like basically the reason i say it is um i see a lot of stuff about um normalizing black mediocrity yeah so it's like mm-hmm. we we always have to like work twice as hard to get half as much yeah yeah or we have to be, like we have to do when you see all this stuff about black excellence and i've done it myself before but like it's sort of like black excellence this and that blah 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 and then rather yeah. than focusing on black excellence like you don't have to be excellent all the time you could it's just it has a damaging effect yeah, yeah. Basically. probably does probably does to be honest with you like probably creates some sort of unhealthiness in the way you go about life i mean having to feel like you need to be excellent all the time is definitely damaging like that's going to cause you a lot of uh potential distress yeah you can't be excellent all the time yeah but my, my problem is yeah because i don't think there's anything wrong with like striving for excellence or demanding excellence here um that's how we end up like that's how we if we want to be like lebron and that we have to strive for excellence oh my god lebron built different bro (laughs) if we want to be if we want to be you know great then we have to strive for excellence not everyone's built like that in it not everyone's built like lebron i'm not saying everyone's built like that but i understand that being a target and a goal that's what i strive for even though i'm not doing much towards it you have to be lebron no i'm not saying that but i'm just saying that like the level to which it is like, and I think that's more general in society than just with black people, but probably cause there's more obstacles in your way as a black person than maybe as like a white person, then you have to do even more to get there. But like, I don't know, the culture that we have of like this, try to be great. Could You could see it as kind of toxic in some ways you could no, see it as having caused some of the problems that we currently uh, have. But I think my my main problem with it is that black excellence is measured using white mediocrity as the standard. In my <laughs> like for example, yeah. Um, remember Alex from Glasgow when he jumped on stage and spat AJ's bars and then got a record deal or like mm. got like a boohoo man clothing mm. line everything. Mm. I'm thinking. Like, take everything out of it, yeah. Uh, rapping at Glastonbury and getting a clothing line and a record deal is excellent, yeah. But this guy is, like, the staple of mediocrity. He's not rapping his own bars. He's just a, a youth that was in the crowd, yeah. Mm. So I'm like, something that, like, you would herald as, like, being great or whatever is just dashed out to white people on, like, a, on a normal one. Like anyone could get it if you're white, but then with us, we have to be like super special to to um, like get the same thing. So it's, it's yeah, yeah. Like that, that's what my problem is. It's like if we're gonna scream black excellence and stuff, let it actually be excellent rather than like 
No, but are you saying that that's not excellent though to go to Glastonbury and get a record deal? No, a I, 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 I think it's what I'm saying is like what we what we deem as excellent from ourselves is like it's, it has. How about saying it? Bro, have goals, strive for your goals. Yeah. But this this idea that like you have to strive for a certain goal mm. is is particular is is kind of damaging. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. That's true. I need to think about that point about black excellence and white mediocrity. But I feel like I was into something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I do. I, I think I don't know this whole like. Our melanin is like holy and all that stuff. Yeah, I think I think that in itself is can, is a damaging narrative to push as well because, like you said, it's like putting it kind of puts pressure on you to like perform at some like super <laughs> supernatural levels yeah, and, and be like, much harsher on yourself than yeah, other exactly. people in the population. Yeah. But yeah, not everyone's built like that. But yeah, yeah, man, LeBron built different, bro. That's what we can say. LeBron and Kanye. What else did you what else did you want to discuss? Let's get on to the Wiley quickly. <laughs> you wanna career's done. Huh? You think his career's done? I think his career's done. No, I don't think it's done. I don't think it's done, but I think probably the um actually to the level of to the level of what his career was, yeah, it might be done. To the level of what his career was, yeah, it might be done. I mean, it was already on the decline anyway. But he did have like, because Boasty was a Boasty year. That that one did really well. Mm. I can't see. I don't know. I just don't see him being having the same sex. I don't know. I, I don't know. It will, it will, we'll see how it plays out. But I don't think he can come back in the same capacity, especially after yeah. my news and or the game. And, I mean, he'd be go- he'd been going outside for a while. To be fair, like. He'd been uh, on a steady decline for a yeah. while. That? So yeah, man, the situation. The whole situation. So obviously, you have like a perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I am black and Jewish, so I do have a perspective on it. But it is kind of difficult to like really um, unpack it. Because I think what he said was like anti-Semitic. Yeah, definitely. So, so my thing was that I don't know if he needed to be banned from all public platforms. I can understand him being banned from Twitter based on Twitter's policies. I also like, I do get the thing of like, um, but if you banned Wiley, why didn't you ban like Katie Hopkins? Like it's a valid argument. Yeah. But it doesn't mean Wiley shouldn't have been banned. It just means Katie Hopkins should also be banned. Yeah, like, but I mean, Katie Hopkins did eventually get banned. Yeah, 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 she did, she did, right? But uh, yeah, I think it's kind of like, uh, again, I understand it, that it's like one rule for uh, black people and another rule for mm-hmm. white people is what we're essentially saying. Mm-hmm. But it should be the same rules, like, yeah. for both. Yeah. But then both should have got banned. Yeah. It's not like saying like, oh, Wiley shouldn't get banned because you didn't ban Casey Hopkins. Like, you should also ban her, right? I, I don't know. I feel like we'd want to move to a, a better place rather than say, oh, if other people are doing bad, then we 
Yeah, no, I understand. Be allowed to do that. I think. Um, I don't know. I think. Yeah, you're right. That I mean that argument that they used because it's true. Like, not only was Katie Hopkins not banned for years, she was like celebrated for it for her like controversial views or whatever. Like yeah. they put. Um, she got an LBC radio show. Everything and stuff. So it's like. Um, Which is wrong, like, it's clearly wrong, yeah. clearly wrong. Commenting in certain ways about, I guess, the black community or Muslims or whatever is something that not only is, is not frowned upon by society, it's also celebrated compared to commenting on, like, other uh, ethnic minorities, other racial groups, other ethnicities, whatever. There's a different response. Um, but, yeah, I just, I don't know, like, I'm, I've been going back and forth in my mind about Deplatforming, like whether that is the appropriate response to um, the appropriate response to like racism and anti-Semitism or whatever. Like, um, I, I I haven't sort of formed an opinion yet about whether mm. deplatforming is the way to go. Because mm. mm. I feel like yeah, I feel like the response to Wiley was um, not measured. And also, like, to see flipping, like, um, I swear, like, the MPs wrote a fucking letter saying that we need to get Wiley off, off our airwaves and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have never heard of Wiley before, like, like, <laughs> like um, and then I saw, um, what's the other thing I saw? A bunch of, like, music industry people, like, the music industry said that, oh, we need to fight to get, like, racism out of the music industry. And I'm thinking people have been campaigning to get racism out of the music industry forever. Um, and then Wiley is the like spot the change that everybody needs to get. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then also coupling coupling the whole Wiley thing with um what's the word? With sort of the delegitimizing of the Black Lives Matter movement, because people sort of saying that like, oh look, all the black everybody that supports Black Lives Matter is anti-Semitic kind of thing based on the opinion of like one black man. Mm. And I don't think that's right as well, because I don't think, um, I mean, I just don't see anywhere else where like the opinion of one person is used to say, all right, everybody in the world. Yeah, 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 all communities like this. Especially like a rapper, like I remember I saw on with Piers Morgan show, Dizzy Roscoe was on there. And Dizzy, uh, Piers was trying to get Dizzy to discuss like, like racism and all that stuff, yeah. And Dizzy said, bro, like, I'm not a caller, man. Like, <laughs> that's my song <laughs> and then Piers kept pushing he's like bro like allow it but I'm not I'm not here to you're not gonna get you're not gonna draw me out like I'm not discussing things that I'm not equipped to discuss yeah yeah I think it's one where we just need to recognise that Wiley's not equipped to discuss certain things mm. so we shouldn't be taking his opinion to like be representative of all black people or yeah I mean it doesn't make it doesn't make sense to do that you don't see them asking flipping oasis. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no one Liam Gallagher, right? Um, you, don't, you don't ask them for their views on anything outside of Wonder Woman. Right? <laughs> That's a banger, though. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> but, yeah, man. So, whole situation was like, uh, yeah, I think it did, like, it got so much coverage. Yeah. Which is disproportionate to the coverage that like things against other uh, marginalized communities would get which is definitely wrong mm. definitely wrong 
But ideally, I thought they should all get that coverage. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, why? I don't know. There's a lot. I'm actually, like, I need to, like, think more about it. I need to, like, read more about exactly how this has come, come about that, that that would happen. Um, I need to read more myself because, um, so Seth Rogen did, like, he's Jewish. He did a, a podcast or interview or something. Because um, this was, you know, the way this whole start, thing started when Nick Cannon um, got yeah, 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 yeah. Um, comments and stuff. And um, Seth Rogen went on. It wasn't fully in support of Nick Cannon, but he was basically saying, like, he was kind of getting at the Jewish community. And then I saw this long thing about how he himself um, has, he's got speaking from a certain privilege because. I think it's called Ashkenormative or something like that. Mm. Um, but basically, he's like effectively like a Jew that he looks white, though. Mm. and it's like that is not representative of like all Jews everywhere. Mm. And there's like black Jews and stuff like that. So um, him, all the stuff he was saying is coming from the view of somebody that gets like a certain privilege because of how they look compared mm. to other people in the Jewish community. Um, which, again, like it was a lot. I need to like read up on it and understand it fully. There's, there's a lot to unpack, man. There's a lot to unpack. There's a lot of uh, tension. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, did you see the the BBC um, news article, news piece, where they were talking about like something happened, yeah, and then they were like, and they used a racial slur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw that. But that's that's the thing because they wouldn't even like show or read why these tweets on air because they were so disgusting and so inciting racial hatred and stuff yeah but then you can have your presenter screaming nigger on air and then when we call them out on it they, they double down it's wild man that's why i'm like obviously it's not there's a lot there's there's like quite a lot i, I like ha- thoughts i have on it but i haven't fully formed them yet so i don't want to talk about it yeah because, like i don't want to be misinterpreted in it but yeah it, that was that i thought that was wild that like um, that they have not still not issued an apology for that. They're not going to. They're not and, going to. Bro, the BBC been pissing me off a lot recently, man, with their supposed like impartiality, which doesn't make sense because you can never be impartial. Like you can never not have an opinion. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. It. I don't feel like you can ever not have an opinion. Like even even if you like try to be impartial, your opinion will come across. And I like, understand objective journalism. I understand that because I mean I worked as a journalist for a bit. So yeah, I but do you think anything's journalism. ever completely objective? Like you can right. write objectively. I, I understand that as in when I say objective journalism, I mean you can have your own opinions, but in the news piece you put out, you report on the facts and you don't give you don't try and sway and give like more of one side than the other. You just report on the facts and let mm. people form their own opinions. That's like the mm. point of objective journalism. Mm. But I don't think what they do is objective because I feel like they sway very much on one side compared to the other. Yeah, I agree. I just feel like objective journalism is quite difficult as well because like even in small, small, like small parts of whatever you're you're writing, your base opinion might slightly come, or just the way you formulate the article, like your base opinion might slightly come across. And if it's a state establishment. Yeah, yeah. especially with, with, um, with newspapers and stuff in particular, because they're struggling, but like they're begging people to buy the papers. So 
if they write something in an inflammatory way that is going to get people picking it up, um, they'll do that. So, um, by that standard, it's not objective, is it? Because it's like they have yeah. to put it in a certain way. And it's true that like, you do have to kind of sell a story. So, you do have to make it appealing to read. You want that sort of catchy headline so people will pick it up and read it. But, yeah, man. True objectivity is difficult. You can say nigger on air, bro. Especially I mean, as that's a white. Wild. That's just wild. They could have well, at least said like, like she said some uh, some sort of warning before, but it wasn't it was even like it just didn't. No, she, said, it. she goes, oh yeah, they, and then they screamed racial slurs. They called him a nigger, and I'm thinking, bro, you no, but she said something in the middle, and it was like the thing she said made it even worse because it was like it wasn't even like trigger warning. It was like she said something mad dumb, like mad like unsympathetic, and I was like. And the way she like, I don't know why she turned to the camera like, this it was bad. It was it was mad. Like yo, it's like you know she she could feel like the 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 excitement building up in her that she yeah. would get to say this word. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. yo, I've been waiting all day. She's like yo, let me do that <laughs> side pan to the camera. <laughs> she woke up with a spring in her step. Yeah, her husband's like, oh, why are you so happy, darling? I get to say nigga today. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, that's jokes, man. But yeah, that's wild. Um, thanks for listening. You've been listening to 2Gs in the Pod. Um, back on Zoom again. Catch us on Instagram at 2Gs in the Pod, on Twitter at 2Gs in the Pod underscore. Um, you could listen to our episodes on SoundCloud, on Apple Podcasts, and on Spotify. And we're going to be releasing a bit more on YouTube because we've got these Zoom recordings in it. So, um, and yeah, we'll be back soon. And we're going to leave you with. Uh, Christopher walking by Pops with it because niggas is really saying that outside these days. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, one thing, shout out to my Arsenal fans as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About my blood clot, Yang. <laughs> Bro, you know what, yeah. We didn't actually even say it about, let me just quickly say, when we went to, obviously, I came to yours to watch the game last week, yeah. And um, like an idiot, I, I came in my United shirt. The thing is, because I just, I wear my United shirt like whenever I don't feel like ironing the shirt, basically. Brother, so, when I saw you walk into my house in that United shirt, I was like, this guy, bro. <laughs> I came to Holloway in a United shirt. Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't picking it through. I forgot that like Holloway is Arsenal Central. Like that. <laughs> it's literally like, the stadium. I know. I just forgot it. So then I got there. And obviously, we were going to go to a pub with that. And then we were walking outside, and people are literally looking like they've got a bottle. Beer. I remember the one guy. We're not playing, so I was like, <laughs> I'm a neutral now. Like, nah, it was it was risque to be wearing a shirt like that. I remember that one guy kind of like he's kind of like just staring at you, like, bro, this guy's brave, you know. <laughs> oh. yeah. Nah, I shouldn't have done that. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, man, you live and you learn. <laughs> yeah. She's going back to some poppin'. I'm making plays for poppin'. We running back like an option. Niggas saying they outside. Niggas saying they outside. In the attic, we gon' slap. Every now when we arrive. Woo! Take a picture, G's on the bell. Yeah, I'm feeling this girl. Now I'm feeling myself. <laughs>